Hello, welcome to the Joe Mel Show. I'm Joe. I'm Melissa. And this is a podcast where we discuss life, marriage, and parenting from a Christian perspective. Today, we're going to be talking about where should you send your kids to school? This is a fairly hot topic, and it's something that all parents need to be considering, thinking about constantly. If you have children, um, we believe it is your responsibility to see that they get a good education. And what that looks like will be different for everybody. So um, Melissa and I talked before we started. We want to make sure that this is coming from a heart of charity, generosity, that we're not looking to condemn anybody or judge anybody. We're going to share our own experiences. We're going to share what we're doing as parents with our three young children. But we don't know everything, and we don't know what's best for you and your family. So right off the bat, understand that we're not going to be saying that this is the one way everyone should educate their children. We think there's pros and cons to all of it, and you need to make that decision together as the parents. Would you agree, Melissa? Yeah, definitely. I'm glad you emphasized how, again, we're not advocating for a certain type of schooling. It's just really advocating for knowing as a parent that it's, as parents, it's our responsibility to educate our child and to make the best decisions we know um, as possible being led by the Spirit, but the best decision possible for our children. Absolutely. And we need to become experts in knowing our children. Um, You know, we shouldn't just expect our children to act like someone else's child. We need to learn who they are, learn how they learn, learn how they behave, learn what helps them learn, and really become a student of our child as we grow them up and and really help them grow into the design that God has designed for them. Because every child is different. Right. You know, your child's going to be different than you are. They're going to have different strengths and weaknesses. So we can't just say, well, because I did this, my child should do that too. You know, we need to think, well, my child is not me. Mm-hmm. Sure, they inherited a lot of stuff from me, but we can't, ex- we can't assume that they're going to fit into the exact same mold that we fit into. And we'll talk about that. When we, get, when we talk about how to school, what types of schools to send your kids to, there's a lot of things to, to think about. But um, let's first start by reading some scripture. I want to read Proverbs 26. Sorry. Proverbs 22, 6, it says, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. So we want we want to be sure that we know that the scripture says we should be training up our children. There's several verses in Deuteronomy that talk about being with your children, teaching them principles. A lot of that applies to spiritual things, but I believe the Bible would also want us to train up our children in the ways of life, the ways of wisdom. The book of Proverbs is full of wisdom. And we want to train our children not to just be spiritually fit, but also be wise in the world and have knowledge to where they can be successful in different areas and arenas in life. So we mentioned it before, but it is the parent's responsibility to train their child. No matter what, we have three big ones we're going to talk about today, private school, public school, and homeschooling. All three of those, I believe, need to be based on the parent taking responsibility. If you're using one of those, they are a tool to help you train your child. It's still your responsibility. You've just chosen a certain tool to use rather than giving them full responsibility for your schooling. I think when we were discussing about schooling our children, something we... The mindset that I tried to have was who do I want to partner with to school my children? Yeah. Like I'm not, whatever uh, type of schooling I choose, it's not, I'm not just giving them the responsibility. Sure, there's, you know, some guidance that they can give for Mm -hmm. sure. Um, There's so many resources out there, especially if you are homeschooling, there are resources to help you if you're not, you know, sending your child to like a school 
in person, you know, with several other kids. Uh, but it's, it's important to think like, who do I want to partner with me in training Mm -hmm. up my children? That's a great mindset to have. And it's, it's not something we should take lightly. Um, something we should take very, very seriously because it's one of our God given responsibilities as parents. Um, we don't want to be, um, we don't want to be derelict in that. So let's talk about our own experiences first, Melissa, and then we'll get into talking about all three of these. We have, I've never really felt like an expert in any one single thing. Um, I guess I am. I, I do have a, I'm an English teacher, so I have a degree in English. I teach people how to read and write for a living. Like literally that's my job. Um, so that's, I guess I'm an expert in that to some degree, but we've had, I think a very wide range of education experiences. So Melissa, tell us how, how were you educated as a child first? Well, I went to private school the majority of my life, but there was a time when this is private Christian school Yeah, and it's three different uh, Christian schools. Um, and then uh, there was a few years where I was in public school. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a time when um, I grew up in Wisconsin for a few years and in that state my parents pastored a church in manitowoc wisconsin they also had a private christian school that was inside of their church Mm -hmm. and i went to that private christian school from preschool to first grade and uh, we used the ace curriculum that's accelerated christian education and so we did a lot you know a lot of it was independent, especially in first grade. I, I I don't really have a lot of memories from that time in my life. I do remember enjoying school. I do remember that I was learning to read. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in kindergarten, I actually used a Becca curriculum. Um, so I'm actually very familiar with it. Um, but, you know, I had a, a good experience, you know, just mm-hmm. those few years. I, I can remember I only have good memories. I don't have any, anything like negative in that regard. Uh, And then when we moved here to Missouri, I went to public school from about second grade to fifth grade. Mm -hmm. And honestly, my experience there was positive as well. I I made a lot of friends. Um, I had really good teachers. And I think something, you know, as we were like, hey, we want to talk about this in our next podcast. I was thinking about you know, about my different experiences in each of these different schools. And something that I was reminded of was that something that my parents did with me every year, especially when I was going to public school, um, I remember they were saying, hey, let's pray and believe that God is going to give you the right teacher Mm. for the year. And so I just grew up uh, praying (laughs) that I would get the right teachers yeah. because there was, I mean, I don't know if it's the same way now, uh, but you know, towards the end of the school year, like April, May, mm-hmm. you usually found out who your next year's teacher was. Right. So there's like some deliberating between teachers and, you know, administration about where to place certain kids, you know, and you know, I don't know that whole process, but I just re- specifically remember my parents saying, Hey, let's pray you know, here in the spring, let's pray that the Lord's going to give you the right teacher for the next year. And so honestly, I can say second, third, fourth, and fifth grade, I had awesome teachers. You know, I felt like they were the best teacher 
in that grade. Right. I mean, I think each teacher was, you know, very good for me mm-hmm. and my learning um, capabilities and just uh, my learning style. I felt like all of my teachers were very positive, very nice, sweet, genuine people. Uh, so I was very thankful for that. So I grew up kind of knowing that that's an important thing to pray for. Yeah. Um, and then from sixth grade to ninth grade, I went to a local Christian school. Um, also another great positive experience. Um, but something that I do take away from that experience was that um, I think it was my freshman year, mm-hmm. the education started declining. And my parents were very aware of that. And so they, um, you know, they kept asking us questions. I think that was really good of my parents where they were asking mm-hmm. questions like, hey, what are you doing in school? And they're just very on top of, like, you know, it was their responsibility, right? They right. took they it took very seriously. Yeah, it. took ownership. And when they would see things just not, not matching up and they would hear our experience from school, you know, they took it very seriously. And so when they realized that the education was not where it should be, they pulled us out and they uh, transferred us to a different Christian school in Springfield. Yeah. And um, again, that was a, and that was a little bit different to where it was considered a college preparatory school mm-hmm. where this other Christian school, I wouldn't say it really was, it was just a Christian school, private Christian school. Yeah. Uh, and so the work in the Christian school in Springfield was very vigorous. And I remember really enjoying that because I didn't feel challenged in the other school. And so for me, um, that challenge came and I loved it. Right. Like, you know, for me personally, um, I loved, I loved that. And I was very thankful and I'm still thankful that my parents noticed that we weren't being challenged enough in our education. And so they put us where we would be challenged and where they felt like was a good environment for us. That was also something my parents explained to us, especially when I moved from public school to um, private school. They said, you know, we really um, we really want you guys to be in a different environment. That was them, mm-hmm. you know? That, that they felt like, you know, we really believe that this is gonna be better for our family. And so they talked about that with us. They said, mm-hmm. you know, we really wanna move you. Right, because mm-hmm. you have to say goodbye to your friends. Right, You spent yeah. years building relationships. Yeah. spent years building trust with friends and teachers and administrators. So um, kudos to your parents for taking that seriously and allowing you to be part of that conversation. Not allowing you to choose, but allowing you right. to, um, to be on the forefront of that and have a chance to discuss it and to reflect on why we're making this decision. Yeah, yeah, I was very... You know, at the time, I think I was maybe a little scared and you know, I can't remember all of the emotions, feelings from that point in time. But I just remember thinking like my parents, you know, they really feel like this is going to be best for me. Right. And so I just I mean, I had no other choice but to go along. But I felt like almost safe in that my parents are watching out for me. Mm-hmm. And then same way with that transition from one Christian school to a different one. And, you know, they said the same thing like you know this is not the type of environment we want you to be in we really feel like we need to put you somewhere else for your to further your education in a better way Mm -hmm. and i had a great experience there um i love that school um and i you know i just as i was reflecting on my educational background it was a mixture but i think overall the the common denominator was just the fact that my parents were just doing the, the best that they could best that they knew to do yeah and they just really wanted us to not just be 
in, you know, a Christian environment was their priority for sure, but they really did care about how we were being educated Mm -hmm. and making sure that we were getting the best that we could. That's great. And then after high school, you went on to get a degree or get a certificate in cosmetology, right? Uh, Yeah, it was cosmetology school, specifically aesthetics. Mm -hmm. And again, I love that my parents, you know, they they never put me in a box. They never Mm -hmm. said like, you have to go and do this specific type of schooling. I know some parents are like that because maybe, you know, feel like that's necessary. We don't right, want, we right. don't want to get into the whole college thing or, and whatnot. But I was really thankful that my parents said, you know, if you don't, if you are not sensing that the Lord has you wanting to go to college, mm-hmm. like if that's not, cause I just, I really didn't have a specific, like I really want to go to college and I really want to study this and I really want to get a degree in this. Yeah, didn't you say you were going to go into ORU on your graduation brochure? Oh yes, sure? yes, because they made these pamphlets to pass out at graduation. Yeah. And so they wanted to, you know, tell parents, all these kids, all these all these graduates you see, this is where they're going, this is where they're going. I really thought, I even went to a campus preview weekend at Oral Roberts University. Yep. And I thought, oh, I'm going to go to ORU and I'm going to study communications. Because I went and visited. It's kind of comical now. You wrote down whatever you happened to look at, right? Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Typical high schooler. Yeah, and then I you know, told my counselor that. I said, hey, I'm going to go to ORU. And I I never applied. I never, (laughs) you know, what? I I never did. So it's just kind of funny now. I wish I still had that pamphlet that said Melissa, Melissa Olson. Or are you communications? Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's probably so it's probably funny. out there somewhere. But yeah, I you know I'm really glad my parents even um, promoted like a vocational school mm-hmm. because they realized like I I was I would say I had a good I I got good grades yeah um, it wasn't like um, I struggled in school I wouldn't say that I was pretty average but um, they still you know, notice that maybe I wasn't the right candidate for college. And so they took me to the cosmetology school. I went for an interview. We talked about things. And so I was just really thankful that my parents have always um, emphasized education, Mm -hmm. but have also allowed, you know, allowed us to like be in on those conversations. What's going to be best for me, especially as I got older? Well, that goes back to what we said at the beginning of the episode. You need to learn who your child is, right? Yeah. As a parent, you need to discover what gifts, talents God has put inside of them and do your best to promote growth in those areas. And it's not going to be the same for everybody. Um, I know I know your family, so I know a few of your siblings. Several of your siblings went to college. Some of them went into ministry. Some of them went into a field where they used their college degree. And uh, some of them... You know, I know lots of people, I don't know about, I'm not thinking of your family specifically, but I know lots of people who have degrees who aren't using them right. and, and who just have them on the wall or whatever. So it's important to figure out what your child is built to do by God and help them the best you can to get them in that direction. You're being modest, by the way. You were salutatorian. You were a very good student. You, <laughs> you, you're the type of girl that cried with a B, right? It's, yeah. Yeah, you were a great student. You would have... <laughs> Your academics had no bearing on your decision not to go to college. That was purely because you didn't want to. You didn't have a reason to. Yeah. It was not because you wouldn't have been successful. So uh, people a lot dumber than you got, have gotten college <laughs> degree. I'm serious. I went to college. I know, I know who's out there. 
So um, that was great. My experience in education is very different. Uh, I'll make it simple. I was homeschooled my whole life, from kindergarten to 12th grade. And I have a, um, actually got a high school diploma that says I went to school in Tennessee because the private school that we were using as an accreditation for my homeschooling was from Tennessee. So uh, when people ask, when I filled out like uh, different things, where where did you go to high school? I always, it felt weird, you know, putting homeschooled, what school did you go to? And I had actually had a school name to put down because my parents made sure to enroll us in a distance program through um, Lighthouse Christian Academy. I used the ACE program, which uh, you mentioned before, it's a popular popular curriculum for homeschooling, but also private schools use it as well. I know even some international schools on submission campuses use ACE yes. because it's very, very um, individualized. It's 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 a, it's a good curriculum for people who are motivated and who have that drive to get things done. Right. It and right it person. worked for my family. And again, not everyone's family can do what my family did, but my mom stayed home with us when we were younger. I have two siblings and we were all three homeschooled. Um, eventually, after my older brother and I graduated and moved out, my parents sent my youngest brother to public school for a few years to finish up so he could have friends and not be home alone because literally there was no one home. My, my mom went back to work when we were a little bit older and, uh, and they felt like that was best for him in that season. And I think good for them for being willing to call an audible and change what they were doing because they felt like it'd be best for their son. So that's the decision they made. And... Um, I love being homeschooled personally. I felt like it gave me a lot of freedom. It gave me a lot of opportunities to be creative. Um, when I was older and, and maybe junior high and high school, you know, I picked up some hobbies. I learned how to play guitar when I was in high school. I loved doing that. Uh, fell in love with music. I even started working at uh, as a in construction when I was a teenager. And so I would sometimes schedule my my week around that. So I'd go to work one day, maybe on a Monday, and then get my other work done in the next four days or something like that. And it created some flexibility that I enjoyed. Um, but yeah, it was fascinating. After I did my homeschooling and graduated, I did two years of an internship at our church, really fell in love with uh, teaching at that moment. I feel like God spoke to me and, and helped mold me into becoming a teacher, both of the Bible, but also in the public school. So I went to school at OTC, which is a public community college here in this area and got an associate's degree and then eventually we transferred to Missouri State University and got a bachelor's degree in English, teaching English. And now I'm an English teacher at a public high school. So I've been doing that for seven years, almost seven years. I'm on, I'm on the tail end of seven years. So I went from being a homeschool kid who hadn't spent any time in a classroom with a teacher to a public high school teacher teaching about 120 students at one time. Of course, different class periods, but um, it was fun. It's always fun going to those, being in those teacher classes and everyone kind of shares their story. They're all kind of like <laughs> kumbaya on those like beginning teacher courses in college. And we'd all sit around, hey, where'd you go to school? And I was like, well, I was homeschooled. And everyone would kind of give me this glance like, really? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, you know, we're, we're here to be teachers, right? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love teaching. This is gonna be fun. <laughs> and uh, I even had one professor approach me at the end of one semester and she told me, this is like one of my first education classes, and her job, I think, was to scare people out of it, and then the ones who survived would be great teachers. That's kind of my how I think she was doing it. But she told me, she's like, when I, when I heard you were homeschooled, she's like, I just, I just knew I wouldn't like you. And she's like, I, don't, I have a, a hard time liking homeschoolers because she was very pro-public school, and she felt like it was hurting public schools. 
And I was like, wow, thanks for telling me that. It's at the end. And she said, but you know what? She said, you really changed my mind. I think you're going to be a great teacher. And she was really encouraging. And she became an encouragement to me for the first years of teaching. Um, but it was funny. It was, it was fun to, to have that experience. So between Melissa and myself, we've had homeschool experience, public school experience, and now private school experience. Yes. So lots of people asked us when our children were growing up, our oldest is six. He's in first grade now. They asked us, what are you going to do with your kids? Because we've had it all. We've done it all. I work at a public school. Melissa, you know, she's done some teaching at a... a, um, In our church school. In our church school at like, you know, what would that be called? Early education center. It was younger, younger grades, ones that don't necessarily require certification. And so, you know... I thought, well, homeschooling is kind of what I did. So I kind of thought maybe we'll homeschool. And Melissa, you know, went to private school. Maybe we'll do private school. I didn't really know. But we ended up doing homeschooling for, what you call that, pre-K? pre-K? Yeah, pre-K. So with our with oldest, K-4. his name is Silas, yeah. We did some homeschooling. I say we. Melissa did most of it. I went <laughs> to work, of course. Uh, but Melissa did some homeschooling with Silas in pre-K. And then this, uh, the last two years for kindergarten and first grade, we've actually enrolled him into a private school that is a hybrid school where he goes to school full days twice a week and then is homeschooled on the off days at home, but it's all organized and designed by a certified teacher in the school. So you're following the teacher's program at home rather than having to collect your own resources and things like that. So we've kind of landed in the middle of a few of our our school experiences and we love it for us it works great and we can talk more about why that is here in a minute but let's go through some pros and cons mel because our listeners out there they're gonna have to make a choice if they're not already choosing right now how they educate their children so let's talk about some things that we've seen as positives and as negatives for each of these three types of school we're gonna hit the big three Uh, i consider them public school private school and homeschooling there's obviously some new opportunities for education that have snuck in between these big categories. And we're not going to really go into those too much because it's uh, to be too long of an episode. And I'm not, I'm not fully expert in everything, but these are three areas that I certainly have experience in from different points of view. So let's go ahead and tackle those together, Melissa. What are some, let's go private school first. Like okay. what are some advantages of a, we're, we're talking about Christian private school specifically, because that's what we both have experience in with our children and then with your schooling, Melissa. So what are some advantages of sending your child to a private school? Well, I would say the one thing that stands out to me is that I knew, because I knew all of my teachers were Christians, mm-hmm. I I really felt comfortable talking to them, getting prayer. Um, we talked about a lot of great things, especially in high school. You know, we talked about um, cultural topics like um, abortion. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember specifically in history class, you know, kind of like a debate came out with uh, my Christian history teacher. And he just, you know, he was just kind of sharing with us, sharing his heart, talking about different experiences. And that was super cool. Uh, and even in my science class, I remember, you know, we learned about evolution. We learned about, uh, just about what people believe that, Mm -hmm. um, worldview. And then we learned a Christian worldview alongside of it and in a way almost to help us advocate for our faith. Yeah. And so I really liked that. Um, so 
I think the definitely the biggest positive is just how God, Jesus, the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit all, are all interwoven into all curriculum. Right. Everything points back to the Lord. Yeah, and he's um, allowed to be inside of all of these ideas. Yeah. So the teachers can talk about how this applies, how the Bible applies to this curriculum or how the Bible applies to this lesson. And you can use things like Bible stories and learning about how to read and how to write by applying those specific topics to your learning, to your teaching. Right. And it's coming from people in authority that are not your parents, maybe not even people you go to church with, people that probably even go to a different, uh, well, yeah, people that go to a different church than you. So they probably have different beliefs. I mean, in Bible class, we talked about um, the Holy Spirit. We talked about heaven and hell. Every, you know, every student kind of had a different perspective, a different belief, and we were able to share that. We were able to talk about that. Um, And I I also remember like even my math class and I was really, really struggling and really trying trying to do my best. I mean, my teacher, you know, he would look at me and say, I know that you can do this. Mm God has given you the mind of Christ. He's like, you know, and so it's just cool things like that, that I were, I was able to get from, like I said, people that are not my parents, people that Mm -hmm. are not, that I don't go to church with, that maybe I'm more familiar with. Um, These teachers had a really amazing platform and just the, the environment was uh, great because most of these kids come from Christian homes. Uh, no, actually, I don't want to say most of them. All of them came from Christian homes. Right. Especially in the uh, Christian school that I graduated from. Every single family went to church. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was part of like, you went in, you got this whole interview. I mean, they talked about you in depth. Yeah, at our son's school for like getting applied, you had an interview and they made it feel like if you don't get the right answers, you're not getting in. Yeah. You know, they want to know how... How do you serve in your church? Who are your pastors? Right. Can we call them? Yeah. You know, yeah, are they you wanted references. And so, I mean, I think I really liked that aspect of it because I felt like they were really taking it seriously. And so that's definitely something that I think is a big positive for Christian schools. Mm-hmm. Um, everything that I mentioned and just how, you know, I've I created a lifelong friend there. Yeah. Um, one I still talk to today. We still encourage each other in our faith, um, and so that that was really great as well. And you know, I just feel I just felt like um, you know they're really, especially in the college prep- preparatory school I went to. You know, they were really pushing us to do our best. You know, I remember the first time visiting the school that I graduated from and seeing all their trophy cases. And seeing that, as far as athletics go, you know, they had won trophies from like the 90s, <laughs> early 2000s. And then all the more recent trophies that they had acquired were all educationally related. Um, science, math, mm-hmm. choir, I Quiz mean. academic team. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and so it, it was became very apparent to me, like, oh, the school is very serious about their academics. Yeah. You know, that's what they emphasize here. Mm-hmm. And I think that was, I think that's definitely a, a huge positive is that not, especially in that, the school that I went to, it was not necessarily, like sports weren't overtaken yeah. 
Uh, I mean, education wasn't overtaken by sports. Sure. Um, so I think that's a big positive yeah. as well. And it's, it's important to recognize that every Christian school is different. Right. And um, your parents sought out one that they felt was quality and that they felt confident that when their students, when their children graduated, that they would be able to be prepared and ready to go to college. Right. If that's what they chose. Um, so I'm going to talk about some of the downsides and some of the some things to watch out for. First of all, not every Christian school is the same. I mentioned that a minute ago. Yeah. Um, a lot of Christian schools will kind of just fly by the seat of the pants. They have a good heart, I believe. Right. But from a teacher's perspective, the first question I asked when we went to my son's school to check it out was, do you have accredited, are you accredited school? Meaning, do you have someone looking over your curriculum? Do you have someone looking over and checking, yes, the school is at, is at the right level of rigor for each grade level? Um, my second question was, do you have certified teachers? Are the teachers that are going to come in and teach my student how to read and how to write, are they trained professionally? That doesn't always mean they go to college for four years like I did and get a degree, but I wanted to make sure that these teachers were qualified. And again, when you're when you're considering a Christian school, you should be asking these questions. It's yes, not offensive. The hard questions. They're usually pretty yeah. proud of what they've accomplished if they have it. But you don't want just some volunteer grandma teaching your student the ins and outs of math if it's going to be set them back a little ways. You want to make sure that there is a quality teacher in there and that the Christian school has some traction. I believe I think Christian schools pop up and blow out pretty quickly and pretty um, regularly, especially in areas that we live in where it's, it's pretty easy to get one started up. Um, so I'd just be wary of those things. Pick, if you're going to go to Christian school, pick one that you feel confident your child will be better off than they would have been with any other type of education. Now that does mean that means you have to do a little bit of research. That means you have to ask a lot of questions. And I hope that by you know listening to this podcast and talking to other people who are involved in it, you can kind of get a feel for it and see what what type of rigor is going to be in there. Obviously, another downside is money. It costs a lot of money. Yes. Yeah, it, it costs a lot of money to send your kids to private school. Um, you don't realize how much it costs to educate a child until you have to pay for it yourself. Right. A lot of people are under the assumption that all their tax money pays for their child's education, which is a joke. If you knew how much it costs per year for every pupil in my school, you would think there's no way parents could afford that. And you're right. That's why we have federal monies coming in. We have local money coming in. Most of the school tax base comes from businesses anyways, not necessarily individuals. So. It's costs a lot of money to pay for the teacher, to pay for the principal, to pay for the custodians, to pay for the material, to pay for the lunches, to pay for the books, to pay for the rent in the building that the Christian school may be renting to have their school. It costs a lot of money to do all those things. Yeah. And when it's piled up and put together and put, put on a parent's lap, some parents are like, wow, that's way too expensive. And yet those teachers are probably still not getting very much pay it's for true. the hard work that they're putting in. So it's still an act of love. There's a lot of um, good spirited people out there who just want to do it for the sake of the mission. And I love people for that, but it costs a lot of money. Also transportation. I don't know of any public, there's probably private schools out there that provide transportation, but not very many. You're certainly not going to get a free ride to school like you would in a public school where it's a, a law that. If you go to school somewhere, someone will come pick you up. No matter where you live in the United States, there will be a school that comes and picks you up. That's not true for private education. You have to manage that yourself. And so there's a lot of things to consider when choosing private school. And again, it should be a, a, something that you pray about, something that you seek the Lord on and ask for wisdom. 
Um, and we believe, you know, in our in our family that we're willing to make sacrifices for our child to go to Christian school. And it's something that we've decided to budget in, something that we've decided to make a priority uh, because we feel it's best for us. Now, it's not going to be the best for everybody. So don't, don't hear me say this is what you need to do, but that's what we decided. Um, but those are some things to watch out for. And uh, some things to look forward to. If you decide to do Christian education, yes, they can. your children can literally meet godly mentors that will be impacting them for years and years and years. They may be able to go back in life and say, man, I want to thank my teacher in school for leading me to the Lord or teaching me something about God's character that might not happen in a public school. It might. There's a lot of great Christian teachers in public schools, but it might not be as regular and maybe you can't count on that like you would be able to in a private school. So let's talk about the next big one, Melissa. Let's talk about, what do you want to do, public or homeschool next? Let's do homeschooling. Homeschooling. This is <laughs> my area of expertise. Yes. So homeschooling, some of the best some of the best things about homeschooling is the amount of freedom that it provides the parents. You know, it gives parents an opportunity to really cater the education to the child's needs. For example, maybe your child is a math whiz. There's nothing stopping you from giving that kid a math book two grade levels above their level and watching them just crush it watching them thrive you know there's nothing holding them back they don't have a class to hang on to they don't have they don't have uh, peers putting pressure on them to slow down or speed up they get to go at their pace and it's the most individualized of all education because it's literally just you and the student and you have a plan just for that student. And it's an amazing thing when done correctly. I feel like my parents did a great job. Um, I would I would give my parents an opportunity to spot, speak to any parent considering homeschooling. I think my parents have incredible advice and they can give real world experiences about how they did things. And um, I think they deserve credit for that. Maybe they'll start a homeschooling podcast or something like that. <laughs> but it's most the most individualized that there is. You get a chance to be with your child more than you would be otherwise. So that's time built, uh, time built into your day to build relationships to really get to know your student well. Um, it's very, very affordable when compared to private school because you're at home. You're not paying for all those extra overhead prices and expenses. You get to eat at home every time. So you're not going out to eat. You're not paying for school lunches. You're making them at home. You have um, very little transportation costs unless you take you know, extracurricular things into account. Um, but there's, there's a lot of really great resources and groups now, especially now that, um, you know, I think one of the benefits of social media, there are a few, is that it's <laughs> been able to connect homeschool families from all different parts of the country, all over the world, who can encourage one another, share ideas. Uh, there's numerous websites on the internet that help guide you through how to, how to do it well and provide resources and options for you to try. So there's a lot of cool things to do with homeschooling now. Even since I, I graduated in 2009, even since then, there's been so many things come up that I hear new families, not new families, but current homeschool families using. I think, wow, that was so cool. I, I, I wish I would have had access to that. Or now homeschool kids can watch entire college lectures on YouTube and apply that to their learning as well. There's a lot of cool stuff that, that can go on in those, in those homeschool curriculums. It really takes a dedicated parent. Yes. It really takes dedicated parents. You know, if someone's at home doing the homeschooling, that's someone who's not out working a job. So that that means there is a a cost to that. Right. Meaning the opportunity cost of having a, a one parent stay home to work with the kids. But I think overall, there's some huge advantages to it. 
Um, and by the way, they are they You have control over the environment, meaning you're not going to allow things that come in that are against your faith. You're not going to allow negative influences to come in. There's not any, um, you know, bullies coming in. And, you know, drugs aren't going to be coming in. There's a lot of <laughs> things. You've created a safe environment for your child. And that's something that we as parents want for our kids is for them to have an educational environment that is safe and that can be catered to their strengths and what they need. So those are some of the benefits. Most of you want to add anything to that? And I mean, this is just kind of a... I don't want maybe a silly one, but things come up during the week, especially those days that I'm home um, with Silas and doing school. And what's great is that um, we just have some flexibility to do school whenever. That's true. So that way, you know, we had recently had a cousin come visit in town Mm -hmm. and grandma wanted to bring all the boys with and and go do something fun and i was able to let them do that um it you know in the end we (laughs) should have done schoolwork maybe a little bit better before spring break this is like the tail end of spring break but you know he was able to go do that right you know without having to really think about oh should i pull him out of school or should i you know say we're not coming today or whatever no he just he could go because he was homeschooled i know some homeschool families that go on missions trips during the school year because they can. Yeah. You know, I know some homeschool families that take their family vacation in the middle of October because that works best for the parents and their job schedules. And they don't have to miss out on school because they just work around that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there are some huge advantages in the flexibility realm when it comes to homeschooling that you should consider. And most homeschooling, I don't know if I should say that, I think most homeschooling curriculums are Christian based. So, you have an opportunity to teach your Christian values and things like that, which are which is usually very important to homeschool families of having a solid faith foundation for their children. So some of the downsides of homeschooling, some of the things you want to be wary of, um, are very closely related to some of the upsides. <laughs> that being, the you're not a teacher, so you you as a parent might feel like you're not qualified, or you might have a hard time, especially as kids get older, explaining things well, and that's where a, a good curriculum and good uh, a good support group can really help you in that area. So if you don't feel qualified to teach something, it can be very anxiety driving to think, I got to educate my child and I don't even, you know, maybe I didn't do well in school. Maybe I struggled in school. You know, that's something that you've got to wrestle with and find solutions for. Right. You know, there's no, there's no easy answer for that. You need to figure it out you know, find a good curriculum that does a lot of the teaching for you. Find videos that supplement it. And your mom or dad, you're going to school too. So when you're it's true, when it's you're true. learning with your you're child, right along with them. you are right there along with them. Um, something else too is you. There's a tendency in, in homeschool families. I shouldn't say that. For me, especially as I got older, it became a little bit harder to stay focused as I got older because I I could see myself doing other things. Right. You know, as a homeschooler, I, I had I had my car. I had opportunities to go work, had opportunities to hang out with friends. And it it really took a lot of self-discipline for me to stay on track in my latter years of homeschooling. And it's a little bit harder when there's not a peer group with you pushing you towards graduation. You're sort of on your own. Right. You know, unless you have a twin brother or twin sister or something like that. I was on my own. I was between two, my older and younger brother. So for me, I had to really push myself. And I struggled a little bit towards the end of my high school to get everything done on time. And that was something that you wouldn't have so much in a private school environment or public school because they have set deadlines, right? You're going to be done on May 23rd or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So that's something to be watching out for. 
Also, just making sure that your child has opportunities to be social. You know, my family, we went to church twice a week. We went to music practice. We went to every event, every youth event. My parents made sure that I was socializing with people. I, I had friends. A lot of people ask me that. Did you have friends? I love <laughs> I love using, when I go to, when I teach my class, you know, I'm a public school teacher, so my kids, most of them have never been homeschooled. Some of them don't know a homeschooler. So I tell them I was homeschooled my whole life. They look at me like I was an alien sometimes. And um, I use it to tease, to tease myself about that. But yes, I did have friends and I did get to do things that other people get to do. Uh, but you want to make sure that you're providing opportunities for your kids to learn social skills, to learn how to work with a team, um, to learn how to overcome adversity in a relationship in a um, in a team setting so there's op- there's ways of doing that but those are just things you want to be careful of and watch out for also monitoring that your child is getting a quality education that's probably something um, as a homeschooler that you'd want you'd want to make sure that you're judging your child's educational growth by some metric right I don't know what that means if you have a curriculum that's gearing toward it's geared towards preparing them for graduation. That's probably going to be the best because it'll have checkpoints along the way. It'll have expectations for certain testing and things. But just find some way of measuring growth and guaranteeing that your student is not falling behind um, and doing everything you can to keep them on track with the age-appropriate level work. And that's not easy to do, but that's something that we need to think about. All right, so we finished homeschooling. What about public school? Joe, what would be the positives mm-hmm. of public school. Yeah, so first positive is that it's free. Let's talk about that. You get yes. a free education, and our country's set up to where you're required to go to school, but at the same time, we provide education for free. And so that's something that you may feel like you should take advantage of as a citizen of the United States. Um, some of the other positives is that you get to uh, you get to have a variety of opportunities. Public schools have lots and lots of programs. I, I don't know a lot about lower level, um, lower grade levels because I'm only a high school teacher. But the high school, for instance, we have certification paths so you can learn a trade. You can actually leave high school with a certificate that you can take directly to the workforce. Wow. Things like medical certificates, EMT certificates, welding certificates, construction certificates. Our brother-in-law has a marine tech certificate that he earned while going to high school. Those are things that are available at the public school level that aren't always available in other areas. Right. They're usually funded by foundations and grants and things. So there's some great opportunities there. Um, there's a lot of opportunities with just getting some college work done alongside. I know that's in some private schools as well, but uh, dual credit courses, you can leave some high schools. For instance, where I work, you can uh, dual enroll and get a associate's degree for the last two years of your high school and you have to pay for that but it's it's available to you through our school district through partnering with a local community college a lot of students will will take advantage of that um, dual dual credit courses things like that um, the public school if from a Christian's perspective a public school is a great place to evangelize and to win the lost so if you're thinking about inviting people to church thinking about witnessing to people uh, you're gonna have some opportunities in private school, not as many. Like you said, most of those families have their church homes. Most of those families are believers. Uh, homeschooling, you could evangelize your brother and sister, I guess. You could at least <laughs> practice. Uh, but the public school is an opportunity to be in the world and not of it. So you have the opportunity, and you should be teaching your children to minister to those at public school. Right. They need it. That's where all the um, a whole variety of people go to public school. So it's a yep. great opportunity to witness to those that are around you. I actually remember... 
um, when I was in public school, I actually prayed the prayer of salvation with a friend of mine on the playground. Nice. I remember that. It was, you know, because people would, I guess, ask, they were asking me questions. I mean, they obviously knew I was a Christian or at some point, I don't know. But yeah. I have this very real memory of being able to share my faith with my friends. Yeah, and that's something that we, we shouldn't discount. Like, it's an opportunity every day to go to the missions field. You know, and I sort of view my job like that. I feel like I can't strictly evangelize. That's not what I'm there for. I'm there because I have a job. I'm there to work. But part of my mission is to be a good example to them and to be a light to these children that I teach. Uh, it's part of why I love teaching in public schools. I have that opportunity every day to minister to people who really, really, really need the love of God. And that might just be me caring. But anyways, that's a whole other topic. We're here to talk about your kids going to school. So public <laughs> school also has um, free transportation to and from school. They have free and reduced lunch programs, so you can get a pretty, pretty decently priced lunch if you qualify for certain things. Um, there's opportunities in sports, lots of opportunities in sports. Yes. If you if you feel like your child is gifted in athletics, you might be have a hard time finding a better place for them than the public school, simply because the sporting programs are well developed, well funded, well staffed. Um, you know, depending on where you live, each school kind of has their strengths and weaknesses. So you might find a school that has a really strong baseball program. And if your kid's a star baseball player, that's where the scouts are going to be looking. They're going to be going to these tournaments that your school's going to. Then, and they're going to have opportunities to play uh, at a very reasonable, reasonable, reasonable price, sometimes for free. Um, when you look at club sports, those cost a lot of money. Those are like the private schools of the sporting world and uh, public school sports are so much cheaper and that's something that is an advantage that public schools have have really developed and, and grown into being a strength well and also musical like choir yep band orchestra yeah. type things schools carry all sorts of those think of the programs. drama mm-hmm that, oh, well, there's two types I of mean, drama. You mean like the drama I class? Mean, I mean like the drama class. Yeah, there's a yes. there's a there's a positive drama at school and then a negative drama at school. Right. I'm I'm talking about the positive drama where they have those opportunities to be a part of a yep. play and the artistic opportunities. Yeah. For sure. Those are things that public schools offer. And even schools of moderate size have so many different programs and classes to choose from. Things that may not be available to you, especially if you're homeschooling, especially if you are um, in a small area where maybe there's not a private school for you right. to go to. I also think of, you know, I, I've known friends that have taken advantage of um, services for speech therapy. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, I have friends that work in elementary schools that are counselors. Yeah. You know, and so there's, that's a free resource that you're able to utilize. Or parents that, as teachers. We use parents oh, as yeah, teachers. Yeah, we use parents as family. teachers. We really love that. Um, and so there's just a lot of I mean, honestly, amazing programs within yeah. the public school. Absolutely. So the downsides. There are many, many downsides. One thing, one thing I want to mention is an analogy. I thought about this the other day, Mel. So imagine you took your car to an auto shop, okay? And your car has a specific problem. Um, if that auto shop says, hey, we're going to fix your problem, but we need to first do all these different things at the same time. We're going to check from top to bottom. It's going to take four days to go through it, but you're going to get your problem fixed. I feel like public school a lot of times has that has that feeling of we're going to teach all the kids all the things at the same pace. And your child, frankly, may be ready to go faster. 
your child may need to go slower, but it's not always possible to be quick in adjusting that. So if your child has specific things that they need to grow in and grow in faster or slower, it can be difficult for them to find that traction in a school that has a class of 25, for instance. So there's a, a lot less individualized education going on and public schools try to accomplish that, of course. It's no diss on the public school. It just has to do with the size of the size of the classes they're dealing with and the pathways that are developed. So that's one downside is your child may not be getting as individualized as an education as you would hope, especially in the lower grade levels where they're all just kind of lumped together. If they need extra time for math, they may not be able to get it in the classroom environment because they got to move on to reading with everybody else. So that's something to consider. Also, you obviously have the negative social influence of bad actors in, in high schools. Those, are, those could be everywhere, but in public school, you know, you have everyone going to school there. So you may have your, your student, your child may be sitting next to somebody in class every single day that you would tell them, don't be friends with that person because of what they do or how they act. And there's not a lot you can do about it. It's kind of just mixed together. So you have very little control about who your child is around. Again, Maybe you can manage that as a positive and have your have your student be a good role model and a good example. But nevertheless, negative examples, negative models and influences are out there and you're going to encounter them just like you would anywhere else. Um, public education is kind of like the cheapest route. So you got to expect to do some of your own work yourself as a parent. If you're going to send your kid to public school, make sure you're filling in the gaps, meaning are you are you supporting their spiritual life? Are you teaching them how to read the Bible? Are you teaching them how to grow in their faith? Those things aren't being taught at school. So you got to take that upon yourself and make sure that you're filling in um, what's not being taught at public school and giving them a well-rounded education that includes things like ministering um, the truth of God's word and teaching them how to pray and things like that. So there's some things that may not be taught in a public school that would be taught in a private school, for instance, or in a homeschool curriculum. Um you think of anything else? No, I think you, <clears throat> I think you got covered. I mean, yeah, it's just, and honestly, I'm not sure. I mean, at a local level, you probably have some influence about what curriculum that uh, would be put in mm -hmm. your public school, but sometimes that takes a while. And not every public school is equal. Right. Right. There are some public schools out there that, frankly, I wouldn't feel comfortable working at. There's some public schools out there in different states and different parts of the country that um, you parents really need to think hard about whether or not they're going to send their kids there. So it, it all depends on where you live as well. You know, you got to right. the same diligence that we recommended for the private schools should go into your public school as well. The questions that you ask and things like that. Don't assume that just because one family in this part of the country since their kid the public school they had a great experience don't assume that your local public school is going to provide that same environment that's true that's good you nice. want to investigate vet it figure it out you should take that in consideration when choosing your school so um let's just wrap up mel what are some things that we should do when choosing what school to send our kids to i think you need to pray i think really a priority is being in agreement with your spouse or yeah, you good. know whoever you are parenting with okay you need to be in agreement about where you're sending your children to school. You need to be praying and asking the Lord, is this right for our family? Mm -hmm. A lot of times we take the whole education aspect out when submitting it to the Lord. We're like, oh, well, we know 
we're just going to do this but we, without our parents have done it this way. We're right, our parents this way. did it this way or everyone else I know is doing it this way. Um, we're just going to do this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so asking the Lord, is this what's going to be best for our, for our kids, Yeah, for our family? And then also asking yourself as well, you know, who do I want to partner with me to school my children? Absolutely. Because you have to view any education as your responsibility. Amen. That it is your, <laughs> that is definitely up to the parents to make sure their, their kids are getting a quality education. Yes. And I think that honestly, that could be a negative side um, with, I'll just say public schooling, because a lot of times it could be a mindset mm-hmm. that, oh, well, they're just going to take care of everything. Right. I and dropped. I don't, and I have to hands off. I don't have to worry about anything. This is perfect because I can just send my child. They're going to be schooled. They're going to know everything that they need to know. Mm-hmm. And then I just, you know, get the uh, benefits of it. Yeah. Don't get right? me started. Don't get me yeah, started. I'm not, not going to get you started. Parents who refuse to take responsibility for their children. Right. It's really difficult to help those kids. So that's why wherever you send your children to school, say it is my responsibility mm-hmm. to make sure my kids are getting a quality education and who do I want to partner with to further that education in their lives. I love that mindset. I love that mindset. So I guess the only wrong choice to make would be a choice that you don't think about, mm-hmm. right? The only wrong choice there is, is one where you just like, yeah, whatever, I'm not going to really decide. I'm just going to do whatever I've always done. I'm just going to do what my parents did. Don't have that mentality. No, Make a decision that's intentional. Make a decision that says, this is where we feel God is leading us. I believe God's going to provide the finances. I believe he's going to provide the grace. He's going to provide the right friends for my child. If he's going in any three of these areas, you need friends. You need good, godly Christian friends. They may not even come from school, but ask the Lord to help show those friends to your child so they can have the good friends that they want and that they need. Um, but the, I guess it's like the worst decision to make is not make a decision and just go with the flow. You need to be intentional about where your kids go to school because it can mean the difference for their future. It can mean the difference in how their life develops and whether or not they're able to fully develop into who God created them to be. So it's really serious to take it to take it to heart and uh, don't let anything stop you from making the decision that you feel God is calling you to do. Make the sacrifices required. Uh, be willing to put other things on the side if it means your child's going to have a better education. Because that's ultimately, uh, your child's one of the best investments you can possibly put into with your time and with your money and with your energy. And their education is a big part of that. For sure. So uh, we just want to encourage you. We know if you're a parent out there, you're doing the best you can. Yes. This is a, it's a tough time. Uh, I don't want to say it's a tough time, but the schooling time of a, of a parent is not always graceful and full of bliss so we have sympathy for you if you're struggling with anything we want to just we want you to know that god is there for you god wants to help you and invite him into that area of your life if you've not considered that god cares about your child's education he wants them to grow and mature and to grow up um and to receive wisdom and knowledge as well so we want to say that we are proud of you parents for doing the best you can keep up the good work um However you're doing it, we want you to know that God can work through whatever situation you're in. And God can, I've seen godly, I should say this, I've seen godly Christian parents send their kids to public school, to private school, and homeschool. Yep, all three. I've heard, I've seen great kids come out of all three of those realms. Yes. I've seen um, maybe rotten kids come out of all three of those realms, yes. you know. It's, it's, it's true. It's really about how the parents deliver it, how the parents raise their child, Um and so there's a lot of factors into that, but we want to let you know that we 
We think all types of school are legitimate and I think they all have their place. Right. You know, I think, I think public education will probably need to be around forever because there's some parents who simply won't educate their children on their own. Yeah. I think the other options are great for those parents who are willing to take a different path and do things a little bit differently because they feel like that's what their family's called to do. And that's all, that's all part of education at large. And I think it's great. I think it's beautiful that there's other options out there now. There's not just one size fits all available for parents. So we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, We thank you so much for listening. Thank you for making it this far with us. If you know someone who's considering uh, or contemplating where to send their kids to school, share this podcast with them. Maybe it'll bring some insight to them. Maybe it'll help them make a decision and at least encourage them that there are some options out there and what to look for if they're looking at a particular school for sending their child to. Also, if you want to can get in contact with us. Maybe you have an experience that you want to share. This is not the last education podcast that we're going to, we're going to record. So if you want to share some of your experiences with us, I encourage you to message us on Facebook or at our email, which is wolfpodcasting at gmail.com. Let us know what you're doing. If you have some good tips or an advice, uh, we might share that on a future episode as well. But thank you for listening. I encourage you to follow us on your podcast app, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to us. And tune in next week to hear our next episode. Thank you for listening. Bye.